0: Again, dive into the playoffs and lose at home to the Seahawks in a tough, competitive game. Mm. However, just wasn't meant to be. Wentz gets hurt, and we're going to dive into it right now. So, T, yep. I'm back. Great end of the season for the Eagles, yeah. Well, as far as the regular season goes, <laughs> yeah, you, can you know? call it that. Sure, they dive into the playoffs. They get Seattle, they, which we all
1: and they didn't, they didn't dive into the playoffs. No, they they, they limped. All right, they limped. No, they, finished,
2: they Hold on, they finished, they finished strong. strong. Four, four finished strong winning up, streak. Buddy.
0: So, so they had some. Again, it was weaker opponents. I understand that. But they did uh, get into the playoffs on a high note, yeah, winning with, the division. Yeah, with how many injuries? Yeah. No, understandable, understandable. Look. But hey, it's a new season once the playoffs start, and I think everybody in this room can agree that they had at least, at least a little bit of hope that we could have beaten the Seahawks.
1: Hold up. We say we say that it's a new season when you go, when you get into the playoffs. But what is this, man? Look, we what, we could just turn off the injuries now, and all of a sudden everything is all bright and merry. No, no.
2: no.
0: Look, well, hey, listen, okay, Jay. listen, T. <laughs> all because we're not going to the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean we can't take some positives out of this past season.
2: T's been I'm half glass empty all day. Look, we I I believe in Carson Wentz and his band of merry men, Greg, Greg Ward. I know you don't know who these people are. Boston Scott.
1: Those uh, are the only two names uh, I know.
2: Josh Perkins. Yeah, who? J- J- our third tight end. Yeah, who? Uh, hey, he he has hands, man. You got to believe in Josh oh Perkins. Oh, my gosh. He's, go. Hey, he's got hands. Here we go. Better hands right,
3: than some T, right. hey, I feel team. you, though. We did start with Jeffrey Jackson... Aggilor, even though he didn't play as uh, we yeah. hoped he did. Yeah. Then Ow. we finished with Lord Ow. Burnett is that his name? And then Davis. Yeah, that's to Chris. And I don't know where Arthega was. Oh. But um I still don't know where Arthega is. Uh, that, that's <laughs> what we were finished with. We had yeah, ridiculous. What Chris said, Boston Scott.
2: Boston Scott?
3: What's surprising I, is I
2: believe in that man. What's
3: surprising
1: is Boston Scott has been one of the one of the little surprises that's, you know, come through the rankings of the practice squad, all because of Darren Sproles' injury and then eventually he, him going on to say that he's going to retire. Which honestly, y'all know how I feel about Darren Sproles. I said that from the beginning of the season that Darren Sproles should not have come back. The Eagles should not have brought Darren Sproles back. Nah. And now all of a sudden. I don't know if you guys were listening to the press conference, but apparently now Howie Roseman wants to infuse youth into the squad, and I'm just sitting here going, well, why the hell didn't you do it before? (laughs) Like, Did you really think it was a good idea to have, what, the fourth oldest team in the NFL? Like, Are you kidding me right now? Is that what it was?
2: Yes. Is that a fact?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, and the good news is, uh, with these injuries, it was a blessing in disguise. You can look at it because we got to see the talent of Boston Scott. We got to see Miles Sanders kind of get a three-down back type of role once Jordan cool. Howard got hurt. Um, and and look at this. In my opinion, I think if Aguilar, if Jeffries stay healthy, we probably don't make the playoffs. I think that because we got guys like Ray Ward that stepped up Man. came in there, Ertz has been doing his thing all season, Goddard's been doing his thing all season, um, and Boston Scott, like we mentioned, getting an opportunity to play. Uh, for the majority of the games down the stretch. I think with all those kind of guys who were hungry for it, they wanted to play well, they wanted to succeed, and the fact that all those guys got injured who weren't really playing up to their standards, I think that gave us a a shot of energy and and got us into the playoffs ultimately.
1: Almost definitely. um, That infusion of youth that came through, they were definitely hungry. You could easily see in the Mm -hmm. play. You know, in a passion. Even though we was barely squeaking by games at times, man, they were still scrapping that to the That's end of the game. That's their opportunity.
3: You know what else? This also showed us what Carson looks like playing a full season and also how he plays with what he's got. Yes. Imagine how he can play with better wide receivers like in the off season, and A.J. Green, maybe. Now, even now, though we talked about him going Hollywood. Now mind but just better you, players.
1: Mind you, Carson Wentz is the only quarterback in NFL history. NFL history. To throw for over 4,000 yards in a mm-hmm. season and not have one receiver, not one receiver had more than 500 yards. Do y'all know? That is crazy. Yeah. How crazy that is?
3: You want to hear something crazier?
2: Hit me with it. I'm
3: listening. Carson Wentz in the Red Zone the last three seasons, 60 touchdowns and one interception.
2: I
1: saw that stat. Too. Yep. Now, and everybody wants to talk about how Carson Wentz ain't this and Carson Wentz ain't that. Carson Wentz carried this team those last four games. Let's be honest here. He carried them Damn by his dog-on-self. It was Carson Wentz and the kids out there.
3: Yep. yeah. He had a beautiful game against the Cowboys. Perfect times Yes, yes. He, he 31 for 40, 319 yards and a touchdown.
1: He couldn't have had a better game against the Cowboys. All, all, all around, that team, I, don't, I didn't know what I was watching that Sunday to be honest with you, as I was surrounded with my family watching that game, I didn't know what the heck I was watching. Like, we were all just sitting around the TV just waiting for the sky to fall. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, we were waiting for a collapse. We just couldn't believe it. This is the the Cowboys. The the Cowboys that smoked us in Jerry's world. I I, I said to you, and you made fun of me for it,
2: that other than that one Jets game where the defense had most of the points that game, I feel like that was the Eagles' best game defensively. All year. Which, hey, they, they held them to three field goals, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: you, you hate Whatever. to say that because it's a team against the Jets, and also Orlando Skandrick had a few good plays in that game, I and mean, you don't like giving him credit at all. Man, but the more that
2: guy yeah. opens his mouth, the
0: more annoying. And you know what
3: else? He gets a playoff bonus, too. He yeah, It's just, uh, yeah, so I this guess he wins at true.
0: the end. So All right, guys, first thing I want to do is highlight the quarterback, right? Carson Wentz gets hurt early in the, well, uh, late in the first quarter, I, I should say, even though we didn't really get to touch the ball because the Seahawks had control of it for the majority of the first quarter, um, and then Josh McCown steps in, does his best, obviously uh, injures his hamstring throughout the game, and plays uh, to the end. He needs with, to learn how with to run that injury. Up. Um, yeah. So credit to him for sticking through everything. We didn't really have a third quarterback. I guess it would have been Greg Ward <laughs> yeah. as a receiver. Hey, I was, I was all for seeing Greg Ward
3: come in. And we were worried about Carson Wentz's lack of experience in the playoffs. But then you have a guy, 40 years old, back up, and he – was this his first – this was his first yeah, playoff first, game? first
2: ever playoff game. First
3: playoff game. And, um, yeah, so it's just who rallies and how everyone performs under pressure. That's really what matters. Not only that,
1: but he tore – he completely mm-hmm. tore his hamstring. Well, you
3: got to figure it's. He's thinking, you know, this is my last this game. I'm in the playoffs. Got to do what I got. A he pulled
1: do. hamstring is painful enough. He was running too. he was. But to completely tear your hamstring off the bone and still run around and still make plays, man, Josh McCown is
3: tough.
0: I don't think he. Well, obviously, he didn't expect to come into the game, but the fact that he did run a decent amount, we saw him mm-hmm. diving for first downs on sideline or down the sidelines and things like that so from that standpoint it was surprising um, but, but again let, let's look at Carson Wentz here. obviously very disappointing for him to go down with that head injury I think it was a I'm not going to say a dirty hit from Clowney but definitely late definitely should have gotten a fine for it but did not however and I'm sick of this I tell you what it's just watching the last four games of the season we're all excited heading into the playoffs and then him getting hurt on, on basically a play that really didn't look terrible but we we all saw him get up slowly right mm-hmm. and and once you just saw the instant replay of him getting hit in the back of the head in slow-mo, then you realize, oh, okay, this is a serious injury. And you know what? And our, my opinion, I should say, when he went down and McCown stepped in, I still felt like, okay, we can still win this game. Like, I don't know what it is about this team this year, but I felt like because of how hot they were going into the playoffs, I felt, you know what, why not, man? Why, why can't McCown lead us? And, and he almost did, just couldn't did. get in the end zone. It kept us, held us to a couple field goals. And unfortunately, it wasn't enough. But again, Russell Wilson, give him credit. He's something else. Even last night in that Packers game, watching him play. Oh, no doubt. I mean, ca- single-handedly carries that Seahawks team.
1: Oh, no doubt. Yeah. You get no argument out of me, man. Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. Okay. But at the end of the day, I think Davian Clowney is like undesirable number one in this city now.
0: He had another
3: dirty play. Um, I, think it was, I forget what player on the Packers it was, but he dragged him out on the sideline by the helmet. Yeah. Like but the- I know what you mean, Max. You didn't. It didn't feel a lot different seeing... McGowan in there, but from my perspective at the game, we didn't even notice that Wentz was knocked out of the game until uh, McGowan's name was called after he was in a couple plays. Mm. And um, I I know it it felt like we could still do it, but honestly, after the game, I know it's a playoff loss and it's really disappointing, but You know, we noticed we didn't have the players that we could to really make a strong push towards the end. So I wasn't as disappointed as last year because we were so close and that pass to Alshon was deflected, intercepted, that that hurts. And like a play like I'm sure for the Chicago Bears fans will always live with the double doink. But this game (laughs) is, we were impressed with how far they made it and they made it into the playoffs and how they recovered and i think next year we can yeah. go off that and be better. Oh
1: yeah. And I and I, I agree with that statement. I agree with everything that you just said. But they now we get to the point where we got to talk about some of this dead weight that they got to cut.
3: Mhm. Uh, All right, we, Jason we,
1: Peters. we kind of discussed it throughout the season what what players shouldn't come back, <laughs> what player better not come back. There's a couple players that probably probably played their last game in the midnight green uniform. And look, as, as much as I love him, man, Jason Peters, I'm sorry.
3: He's he, got to. I th- think he's, doesn't it, exactly. he's he doesn't even want to retire
1: either. Exactly. He's talking about he's only going to play for the Philadelphia
3: Eagles. He's got to think yeah. realistically.
1: But my, my thing is this. Okay, now it's time for Andre Dillard to start. I'm sorry. Now y'all know how much I love Jason Peters, but at the end of the day, I'm sick and tired of these false starts. I'm sick and tired of always being behind the change because one of my – supposedly best offensive lineman keeps putting me behind the chains. Like, that's a disadvantage for us on offense, and that can also be a rhythm breaker at the same time. I'm sorry. Jason Peters, please don't bring him back. Please put Andre Dillard up in there. Let's start getting him some reps. Start getting him some starter reps. No more Jason Peters. Yeah. You talking about that you want a, a youth infusion, it starts with that.
0: See, I agree with you 100%. Like, for example, if we go five-yard run on first down – you know, second and five, they get a holding call. At second and fifteen, just like that, kills Boom. the whole kills the whole drive. Right. You know, so and and he had a couple of those that were eye popping this season as a whole. He was the most
1: penalized player on the team. Oh this yeah, season. I Definitely. got.
3: I actually have stats for that. He has he had ten penalties for sixty yard loss. Yep.
1: Like, dude, that's 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 more than half of the field.
3: Almost every time offensive, like something, an offensive penalty, you just look at number seventy one. Automatically. Like, what did he do this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Some, fun-
1: What's funny is now, like, when I, when I was watching the games live, I literally started just watching him on the offensive line. I'm like, all right, he better not jump. I, I swear to God if he jumps, I swear I'm going to throw something at the TV if he jumps. And sure enough, the going to he would jump. Like, I, seriously.
0: What, What's he here for? As you hey, get he, older, you know, you get a step slower, and you, you got to get that quick jump off the line of scrimmage. He ends up all starting a lot. Let me read you some of the names, though, however, that were on the offensive line here. Isaac Sayamalu started. Matt Pryor started because Brandon Brooks was hurt. Ty started because Lane Johnson was out. I mean, and, and then you have put McCown behind center. I mean, look at that offense that it's obviously of was only able to score nine points, but it was a game till the very end.
1: It was a game, and I'm not going to deny that. I mean, like I said, they played with heart. I even got to give Vitae credit. Vitae played with
0: heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to give Ertz credit for fighting through the oh, ribs. Oh, man.
1: That's, oh,
3: my
0: goodness. I, he I should not have been playing.
3: I have a question. Why didn't Jordan Howard play?
1: I don't know Is why. it because he, I, I, he,
0: he doesn't want to risk injury because he's moving on? From so, it's either it's, that or, or because he hasn't gotten any reps down this stretch and going into a play. I know the, the example that somebody would say to counter this would be Marshawn Lynch not having any reps, and he goes uh, into two playoff games and you know plays well. But for Jordan Howard, I feel like he just didn't have any reps. And Miles Sanders, who some people in the room are high on, I still have my questions, but again, he, he had big time numbers like down the stretch and into the playoffs. As the three down back, and and Boston's high was a good compliment to it's, that.
1: It's so many things that I heard why Jordan High wasn't playing. Supposedly he was still hurt, but they were dressing, you know, just in case, and you know, just to make sure that you know they had enough running backs. They were still dressing, and I'm just like, you know, well, what the heck? Like seriously, I don't, I don't understand why they weren't playing him, especially considering how good he was playing in the beginning of the year. Right. Like I don't understand that in that one little bit. Like seriously, like. He's a powerful back. Every single time he touched that football, that was an yeah. automatic five to seven mm-hmm. yards.
3: Completely against getting rid of Jordan Howard, but oh, yeah. uh, he's expensive. Not
1: now, necessarily, with the fact that he didn't play the last six games.
3: I think I think a Howard and Sanders duo is perfect. I agree. I, the type of runners they are, they're different. All right, Howard is a tank.
1: Yes, I completely agree. And he's
3: athletic. He's not as much as a. As a wide receiver running back, as right.
0: Sanders is. The most successful teams, I think, are, are the ones that have pretty, two strong running backs. One, I think your first guy obviously has to be a top tier talent, right? We look at the Packers, Aaron Jones. We look at Zeke. You look and, at Saquon. And the Saints you know? when
3: they had Ingram and um, Kamara. Kamara. Yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. Uh, not a lot of backfields have that kind of a combination. Those are two great backs. But to have somebody with the talent of Jordan Howard and it sucks this year because we didn't get to see a full season of him. Mm-hmm. But if he can come back healthy next year and we can resign him and have, have Sanders kind of compliment him in the backfield, mm. I think that would be a definite a, a great duo. And that's where the question with Boston Scott comes in: Where does he get his playing time from? Agree. Uh, but again, that's that's never it's never too bad to have too many good running backs on your team in I'm general. Not, so no,
1: absolutely not. Now going back to you know the list of players that shouldn't that shouldn't come back. Yeah, we've all discussed this. If, if Nelson Aguilar comes back, I, I kid you not. I kid, I, kid, I kid you not, I'm drop-kicking somebody. Like, seriously, what are you looking at? He,
0: he won't come back, he, too. He won't bad. be back. Nah, I kid you mm-hmm. not.
1: Now, I don't know how in the world they're going to do it, but you got to move on from Alshon Jeffrey,
0: too. 100%. Yeah. Well, well I don't know that's going to be a little bit more difficult with the salary situation.
1: And that's my thing. Like, you got to do it, though. It's got to get done.
0: I agree with I, you. I think you got to so, play around
1: know. with that cap rooms. you got to find a sucker somewhere. he got to
0: go. He's got to go. Aguilar, Jeffrey has to go. Anybody else on that offense that you see? Well, Peters, yeah, I, so I think course, he has to go.
1: And you know what? I'm, I'm not going to necessarily say get rid of, but you better start looking out for a backup for Jason Kelsey or somebody to replace him. He's, yeah. he's 33 years old. He's getting long in the tooth. And I can almost guarantee he played through some injuries again. I feel
0: like he's going to retire, honestly, in the next year or two. I think if you can get some – not now, this is my opinion, obviously, but if you can get somebody in the fifth round maybe, look for the under-radar the radar center, right. Howie Roseman – you know, wheeling and dealing, maybe a little bit from that standpoint. Hopefully, we can find we, a diamond in the rough.
3: So. Are we in the same boat saying we still need to draft a wide receiver high in the draft,
0: first round? I think you have to. Here is the
1: reason why it's debatable because now we're going to get into the defense. You might need two new corners
0: because. What's the song Deshaun's contract looking like? He's thinking t- he's got one more years. year. He two, two more years two, on it? Okay, so you have your deep threat hopefully coming back healthy. And, and you you're...
3: got you got the practice squad guys that you did already right right towards
0: think, the end. I think Greg Ward plays. Greg Ward got a I think he's score. more or less a slot receiver. But I think you need he's a skillful the... wide receiver. I think he takes
1: over for Aguilar. He does. So you still need one more outside wide receiver to complete that.
0: I agree. I don't know if you can. Free agency. Yeah. I don't know. And there is that too. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know if you can draft a receiver in the first round based on the fact that how bad our defense needs help uh, you know Avante Maddox back there you gotta think Jenkins might not even be back he wants a new contract McLeod's getting up there in age right LeBlanc yeah. I mean Jalen Mills is a free agent we don't know. We don't even I know want if he's winners. gonna be back so there's so many question marks on the defensive side of the ball especially in the secondary that I think you have to use your first rounder on uh, an A uh, cornerback, definitely.
1: You really don't have much of a choice because, once again, number 21, year 2019, burnt toast of year, winner. Burn. Um, Yeah, he stunk out loud. Darby
0: I, will not be back. He'll I've never
1: seen back. a football player get manhandled like that. Consistently, on a, a weekly basis, time and time again. I've never seen that before. I don't care what position you play. Not even, I, I haven't even seen kickers and punters get manhandled like that. Like, Darby would just get tossed around like a ragdoll. And on top of that, and then it seemed like he couldn't cover couldn't cover his mouth when he caught. I'm sick of this. I think I'm that, sick of this I, corner.
0: I think that this could be, Howie Ro- arguably, in Rosen's biggest offseason. Just because the defense needs a whole makeover, right? We have guys like Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson hopefully coming back healthy yeah, to anchor back. the D-tackle spot. But then you have an aging Brandon Graham. You have uh, underperforming Derek Barnett to this Very point from the edge. So you might need an edge rusher to get to the cornerback. And he, again, a draft or free agency. That would probably be. Oh man, it's really expensive in free agency to get a pass rusher. So I don't yeah. know. So pass, uh, they, they pay them like quarterbacks lot, now. Man. A lot of question marks there. But again, we probably need a, a pass rusher. Bradham at, at middle linebacker. I thought he played okay this year. I'm, he he didn't do anything that really wowed me, or yeah, really. you know was where, where I saw him and I was like, okay, that was a that was a horrible play. Like, why is he out there? But then you have guys like Nate Gary, you know, like oh, as as the outside linebacker. He played injured the whole season because he, he saw an
3: opportunity to play on defense. He has the same injury as Deshaun. And yep. still played through it.
0: Yep. And then you have the the whole mix of cornerbacks: Jalen Mills, Avante Maddox, LeBlanc, uh, R- Russell Douglas, back there. I mean, that is a mess. And hopefully, if we can restructure Jenkins, because again, he is a little bit older, but he's been a staple in this defense. I think you have to bring him back. See, I'm different.
1: I differ. I oh. beg to differ. Why is that? Because, look, and I'm not taking anything away from Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins literally played every single stinking snap for the past two, three years. I'm not doubting his toughness, and I'm not doubting the impact that he has on his team. But at the same time, he is 33 years old. And he did look slower out yeah. there. This and past he's going to want a
0: lot more money too. And he's going to want he right. wants
1: to get paid like a top. Five I think it all for me.
0: It all comes down to what is he asking for?
1: Right. It depends on what he's asking for because if he's asking for too much, and I'm sorry, you might have to move on from him. And that goes for Rodney McLeod too. Everybody keeps praising Rodney McLeod. I don't see the same thing everybody else is seeing from Rodney. Rodney will flash every once in a while, but then mm-hmm. I then there's a lot of plays where he's he's taking a bad angle for a tackle. Yeah. He's out oh, of position. Yeah on coverages like
0: 100 percent. i think because of how bad the defense is altogether that when you look at names up and down the list it's like okay the defense sucks so you're automatically thinking like okay he couldn't have been that good you know unless you're really like t watching the tape and eyeballing each individual player if you're just looking at the eye test and you're like okay mcleod toss up you know you don't really either either you don't know much about him or you haven't seen him make any big time plays which again he he hasn't that I've seen, All right? Um, but again, nothing to really question. Like, okay, we need to get rid of him. Definitely, you know, he's not—he's not from, in my opinion, he's not like Maddox, who I think he might be back next year. But I ha- like—he has to go, in my opinion. Uh, Jalen Mills is the same thing. He's a free agent. I think Well, he Maddox
1: is. still has two years left. I know. And he contract, will be. So he's
0: he, going to come back. But my problem with you can't Maddox, start him, in my opinion.
1: My problem with Maddox is he's, he regressed.
0: And he's, he, I think from he's his undersized at his position.
1: But see, that's the thing. You can put him in the slot. Or even better, you can put him at the free safety position. When Ronnie McLeod went down um, the year before, with a I think it was a torn ACL, mm-hmm. he performed pretty well at yeah, the free can safety play.
0: spot. That's one of his strengths. He can play all over.
1: He can. Like and then I don't understand how this past season he regresses. Like he's out of he looks out of position. He looks nervous.
0: Feet placement was horrible. I think that Devontae Adams game really just killed his confidence because he got torched the whole game by Adams. I in mean, it in was, Green Bay,
1: it was like open season. Yeah. that game. It's horrible. But see, and then it leads me to another thing. Um, I'm so glad that Corey Underlin, the Philadelphia Eagles' former defensive backs coach, is now the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Good. Get out. Because, no, no, seriously. Because think about this. What in the world, what players has he developed since Doug Peterson became a head coach here? I agree. We've drafted. We've had Russell Douglas. We've had Avante Maddox. We've had Sidney Jones. Those are three players that really are supposed to be slated starters. Heck, Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, who was drafted here the same year that Doug Peterson came in. Same stinking year. Where is the development? Why is he still biting on double moves? Why does he still look slow? Why is he still out of position? I'm sick of this. So yeah. I'm glad he. I'm glad he's going. Maybe maybe the defensive backs might start playing better. You know what? Straight up, Corey Underwin, Yeah, get the f- out. Seriously.
0: See, I agree, and that that's going to bring me up to this next topic here. Topic here: the coaching and the front office. I think Doug, this season, he was put under fire a lot starting with the Cowboys game where he guaranteed a win down there in Dallas and they got smoked and Jim Schwartz who I mean listen with the talent he has I think he, he's a good coach a good defensive coach I know you're not a big fan of him because you're a big defensive guy and the defense hasn't been performing but if you give Jim Schwartz talent and and, fit, and guys who fit into his scheme well I think that he can be productive
1: and I'm not I'm not doubting that and you know what I will give credit to where credit is due no I'm not the biggest Jim Schwartz fan but I do feel like he 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 really did work well with what he had. But at the same time, I understand he has a specific scheme that he likes to run. But the best coaches are able to change because of their personnel. The best coaches. Regardless, you're not always gonna have the perfect pieces that you want to run the scheme that you want to mm-hmm. run. So you gotta make some changes. You gotta I make changes to
0: your scheme, right? You gotta right. make changes to your scheme. I
1: didn't see any cha- I didn't see that many changes. All right, he was still running a whole lot of one safety high, still leaving these horrible corners on an island. Hence the reason why Devontae Adams goes off on Devontae Maddox or Russell Douglas continuously gets burned time and time again. Or how about the fact that these defensive backs, sometimes when they're giving up on these big plays, are looking at each other in confusion because they thought one guy was supposed to be in a specific spot. That's
0: a problem. That's also a good point.
1: And I don't think that's, you know, necessarily on Swartz. That might be the position coach. I'm not hundred percent sure. But those are things that you gotta kinda take into consideration. Mm-hmm. But once again, I do give credit to where credit is due. Jim Swartz actually he did do a, a pretty decent job this Held year. Held
0: the Seahawks to only seventeen points again. We did. So
1: he's dealing with
0: what he has. Yes. Exactly. And and on the flip side of the ball, the offensive coordinator Mike Rowe finally gets fired. We I kinda of expected that because, yeah. uh, listen, I know the, the weapons the f- <laughs> f- I know the weapons weren't great for him. But I just don't think he was a good fit in, from the mm-hmm. from the co- from an offensive coordinator standpoint. He was horrible.
1: Absolutely horrible.
0: Maybe John DiFilippo just got fired in Jacksonville. Could yeah. possibly bring him back. Right. See, You never know.
1: See, but his track records as an offensive coordinator kind of concerns well, he was he, he
0: got booted out of Minnesota, and then he just got fired from Jacksonville. I think the Jacksonville offense was like the 31st rated offense, in total offense altogether last year. And he, he had guys like Leonard Fournette, D.D. Westbrook, and D.J. Chark. I mean, he had right. weapons. right. Uh, right. I know Foles got hurt early, but and a good coach uh, does well with
3: what he has. Just like we were talking about Schwartz right. towards the end of the season, he picked it up, and yeah, that's it's just that's what it goes down to. Right, and
1: I understand that he had to play with you know Minshew Gardner. I, I understand that, <laughs> bro. You know,
0: yeah, I know. I, I understand, but Gardner Mitchell was was a big time hype player for a couple of weeks there. But shut again, up, no. at the end of the day, <laughs> at the I end should, of the day, t, I know it's t- hard. T at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, Ron Mitchell isn't a franchise quarterback. No, I mean, he's not. Foles, nah. Foles, Foles will is be back next year, and different offensive coordinator in place. Um, but again, listen, let's get back to this Eagles this Eagles Seahawks game. I just want to point out a couple of things. One, DK Metcalf, big great great player, big time uh, game for him. Seven catches, 160 yards, and a hey touchdown. Howie.
1: You messed up what,
2: big time what, what, there. What was on that, that one? Uh, T? What was that thing about like the reason they took to Yeah, the Arce- injury Arcega prone. White
3: side. DK was injury prone. It was yeah, That's he, failed, why. he failed he failed, their, failed the physical. He failed the physical. Yeah,
1: he failed the physical apparently with the Eagles and on top of that I, I don't think I think they said he wasn't that good of a route runner <laughs> and they and they viewed White Whiteside as a more complete receiver. Yeah. Look, Well, he, he showed us. it you know what, and I was just having a discussion with this my uncle, he's a former um He's a former high school head coach. I said there's two things that you can't teach, and that's size, speed. All right, DK Metcalf is six, three, 220 pounds, and can run a four four forty. All right, and can clearly catch the stinking football. And yeah. he must be—he must have some kind of route running skills because yeah. he's constantly getting open.
0: With the with yeah. the salary cap situation and all the players, it's it's a different ball game than like the NBA or the or baseball, where you can just kind of cut a player loose. But with with this. With this group of guys that we have here, JJ ortega Whiteside, man, you can't have any confidence in this guy going into the next season.
1: I have very little.
0: And and here's the problem step we ha- we have names with with contracts, but we, we need m- multiple receivers, and we can't just bring in better, multi- or I should say, we can't just bring in other receivers because what are we going to do with these guys? You can't just cut them. Like, are we really going to yep. cut Artega Whiteside after no. one season? You know, no, you can't. So you put yourself in a tough spot.
1: You gotta, you gotta see how it you plays out. You gotta give
0: him another chance.
3: You do. I mean, maybe
1: he'll be
0: working hard this offseason.
1: I hope so, and maybe, maybe this is just a rookie, a rookie year thing, and maybe he'll get himself together. Maybe he'll start playing like the receiver that we saw out of Stanford.
0: But he, he never had speed at Stanford. Stanford.
1: Can his he team even play speed.
3: worse? Hmm? Can he even do worse? He can't create separation, I mean, and he doesn't
0: have speed. And he, he but we, we didn't utilize his strengths this season. I don't right. think with his jump ball ability in the no. end zone in the, in the yeah. down in the near the goal line.
3: And
1: you know what? That's another three minutes.
0: That's something I think
3: Carson needs to improve on too. I think he needs to get more. Um, I think he needs to get that ball out there more. What you mean deep? Deep, yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. Like, who was he going to throw too deep after Deshaun goes? Mm-hmm. Deshaun was literally the only deep receiver that we had. And then once we went yeah. down, he tried to rely on Nelson yeah. Aguilar, who would sometimes short-arm uh,
0: some of these attempted catches. Wentz's comp- pass or the yards per attempt were pretty low. He, he yeah. didn't – the offense was out there a lot, and There's it didn't move the ball. But yeah. we were deep in our zone a lot of the time, and it was a lot of dink and dunk. It wasn't any big, big-time plays down the field other than week one where we saw – D-Jacks catches a couple of big-time deep throws. So hopefully next season we don't have to have the offense on the field all the time. And, you know, based on the fact that we were in our our own territory a lot and having to move that football, but no one was able to create space. We didn't have any speed on the outside. It was really all Ertz and Goddard for those, like, 12-yard passes. And real quick, I want to go back to the draft since we're on offense. Mm -hmm. I think
3: also something we need to worry about is the players that are going to be in our division – Next season. Yes. Like Chase Young yeah. on the Redskins. Chase Young. That's is, something we need to prepare oh, for as well. Because Chase Young is a monster in college. He pisses he me off. And he should be a monster
0: in the NFL too. Oh. We really have to hope that Dillard can be productive in his first full time yeah. season. Hopefully we're we're th- we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but hopefully um, Diller comes in and, and is worth that first round pick that we yeah. draft him with. Mm-hmm.
1: He ain't got no choice because he's got a monster now to go up against. I can almost guarantee you the Giants That's exactly the chance going to go after if nobody picks mm. him up beforehand.
0: So many headaches for Harry Roseman this off season with the receivers we we yep. need, the D backs, and you know so many positions that we need to fill. And you can't do everything through the draft, and you can only sign so many free agents. Yeah. And like how we mentioned earlier, some of the guys are on their contract still that aren't that talented, but we can't just let them go because maybe they're young. We're still trying to develop them. So it's going to be a tough off for the Eagles. Everyone's got to do their job. The coaches got to train the players. Players got to show
3: up and perform. And Howie's got to make this team what it is.
1: You know what? Yeah. In going back to the coaching thing, here's I just want to discuss what you guys might vote for offensive coordinator. And this is just my line of thinking. I I struggle with this, and then when I see you know D. Filippo become available, I was like, hmm, oh, yeah, that's an interesting option. But I'm still going to stick with my guy. I want Deuce Daly as offensive coordinator. I -hmm. want Deuce. At first, I was a little iffy about promoting from the inside. He might be in
3: the lead right now.
1: But my thing is this. Doug Peterson is pass-happy. All right, he's, he's almost an exact replica copy of Andy Reid. How many times have we come in to this studio and we've complained time and time again about putting Carson Wentz in awkward situations or putting him behind the eight ball because you refused to run the football or the fact that Miles Sanders should have gotten more runs or the fact that Jordan Howard should have gotten more runs? Deuce Daly being a former running back could be that one guy to you know, tell the coach, hey, coach, let's, let's run a stinking football. Hmm. We just ran it for eight yards. Don't, don't pass it. Run it again. Let's keep running it until they prove they can stop
0: it. I think part of that has to do with the kind of QB that you have, like for Mahomes. Like, I mean, he can sling the ball fifty times a game, no, no problem. You know, same thing with Wentz. I think, Um, especially because Wentz doesn't run as much before after that injury. Um, And and for me, I wanted to ask you guys how confident you are, Miles Sanders, if Jordan Howard weren't to come back. Oh, I'm very confident, Miles uh, Sanders. uh, My Sanders jersey's in the mail right now.
3: That's fun. Very confident uh, as a three down back. (laughs) Yeah, what did it for you? Was it that, that drop in the uh, in the red zone? Was that what's I, throwing you off? I think he had a great end of the season, Let me tell right? you, 818 yards, Man, three ridiculous. rushing yards, three receiving – or three rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I think he
0: is offensive rookie of the year. I think he's a little bit undersized. Right, and I don't think now there is running backs so I'll yeah. give you an example, say, but I don't run think run. he has that talent as a as I say now. Kamara. right, he doesn't have that breakaway speed like Kamara. He doesn't have that can catch passes, but he doesn't have that elite pass catching ability like Kamara does. Uh, I just I'm still shaky on he's a rookie his yeah. his size and I don't, he does have speed, but he doesn't have that elite speed. I like him. I like his attitude. I like the way he yeah. plays. I, like, the way I he- like him. Believe me, I want him on this team. I just don't know if I'm confident as saying, okay, here, Miles, take the ball 21 times per game.
1: And I think his ball carrier vision is only going to get better with time. I think that's the one Time biggest, will tell, that's right. That's the one biggest thing I had a problem with him throughout the entire season was the mm-hmm. fact that I'd be like, yo, man, there's a hole right there, man. Then mm-hmm. Why didn't you hit mm-hmm. that hole? Why are you following the blockers on this
3: play? Mm-hmm. That I- is why we need to keep a guy like Jordan Howard. I agree.
0: Look at this. Look at these playoff teams, right? Dalvin Cook gets the ball 25 times a game, and he's like, you're confident in him. Okay, Dalvin, go take the ball for us. Don't forget the king of Russia. Aaron Jones, oh Zeke. Goodness. Derrick Henry. Derek Henry. Yeah. Good so guys Lord. like guys like that, it, and this is where I'm coming from. Obviously, there's only one Derek Henry in his whole world. I mean, a guy's a freak athlete. But uh you compare Yo, these guys around the league. Back. You could look, compare Aaron it. Jones, compare Alvin Kamara, compare Dalvin Cook, compare you just keep comparing, and it's like okay, put Miles Sanders. I know he's a rookie, and he can definitely develop into that, but I still think it would be nice to have Jordan Howard. Come mm, back definitely. just mm. to compare with him, at least for another season before Sanders builds his confidence up a little yeah. bit more. Well,
1: most definitely. Most definitely. Then you always want to have somebody that's, you know, the opposite of your feature back style to kind of complement, you know, the running style. Mm-hmm. So and they're perfect they're perfect compliments for each other, so there's no doubt about it. I definitely want Jordan Howard I was back.
3: Very definitely. excited and surprised that uh, we got Jordan Howard. Last season, in that trade, definitely in that trade, and when it happened, it was just very surprising. So let's talk about the other teams in the league, what happened in the playoffs and the wild card round, and what's going to happen in the future. Tom Brady is done. Yeah, he's cooked. You think he's done? I think he's done, dude. He's playing again. Next season, we'll see. Tom Brady can barely
1: throw a fifteen-yard pass. That's fine.
2: Resign him, New
1: England.
3: (laughs) Nah, he, he's, I
0: think he's I think Tom Brady will come back, but what's I don't he know for? how. I don't I, know
3: how effective he'll be. I think he'll be with the Patriots where they next going season. I don't, I don't think he's yeah. going to play for any other team. Exactly. He's yeah, definitely coming. Hard to disagree with that.
2: Because you? What, what's New England going to do? Put in Brian Hoyer? You see, that's
3: <laughs> what. That's that's the problem. A few years ago, they get rid of Jimmy G because Tom Brady wants them to get rid of him. That, Bill Belichick what? was completely against it, but uh, Kraft, you know, Tom Brady is savior. He's mm-hmm. got to listen to what he says, and now they're screwed.
1: But now you right exactly—you handicapped your box. franchise yeah. because you wanted to listen to a doggone quarterback who has a shelf life. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this coach who's been coaching your this team to six doggone exactly. Super Bowls in this era, but yet and still you want to once again listen right. to a quarterback who is eventually going to retire, and you allow him to screw <laughs> over your franchise, which now you need a now you need a quarterback because your current quarterback. Can, can't mm-hmm. even doggone near throw a 10 yard pass right. anymore. I know.
3: And the thing is, Jimmy G, sorry, Chris, Jimmy no, no. G wouldn't have known how great he is. We wouldn't have known how great he was because Brady didn't get injured. Oh. Uh, he wouldn't have time to be on the field. Didn't so, retire? Yeah, nope. They, they would be perfect right now if Brady would decide to retire and not play next season. They'd have Jimmy G and they'd still be the same Patriots. Go okay, ahead, Chris. Uh, kind
2: of off topic, but do you think New England tries to trade up and get a quarterback in this coming draft?
1: Ooh, there's a couple of good quarterbacks coming out, man. Yeah.
0: I don't think so. Not no, my. I, I think they stay put where they are. Uh, they I don't, you don't think they try to D- They give it another year? I think they just give Brady another one-year deal, and I think he's done. I don't think they trade up. I think they just I with think they stay the picks put up. that they what have. Do they get? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get another quarterback. I think Brady will be there for one more season. Um, real quick before we transition into a new topic, let's get the picks for this upcoming weekend. Uh-huh. AFC Championship game, Titans at Chiefs. Who you got? Chiefs. Chiefs. I-
2: I'm on
3: the Titans. Anyway, can
0: yeah. Derrick Henry carry this team to you another? Know what, you know what? Oh, I just want another just week, say another they Super Bowl run. beat the
3: Patriots. I mean, they, they win.
0: They win on this the week. road in New England. On the road in Baltimore. They, on they the road ta- in Kansas City. The,
2: whoever the heck it was, I don't, it might have been Joe Buck. But he was ta- they, they were talking about how uh, in the Baltimore game as well as the New England game, because of how long they possessed the ball. You know, it, it, if you can keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, you're going to win. That's true. You're going to win if you can, because they I th- was it eight or nine uh, offensive uh, offensive drives that I, I think it was Balt- uh, Baltimore had in the first three qu- quarters. It, it was like eight or nine, and if they're only if they're getting that the ball that little. I, and because Derrick Henry Cause is, is the, the hell he's doing. Derrick Henry is running that offense. And Ryan Tannehill. And man, that's I'm sorry, that's such a cool story.
3: The
0: playoffs. Ryan this, Tannehill has revived his crazy career. playoffs yes. this season. How about we go NFC predictions here? Packers. It's going to be the
3: Chiefs and the Niners. it's is Super Niners. Bowl. I'm stamping it right now. Mm.
0: I agree with that. I think it's going to be Chiefs Chiefs and Niners. I think the offense for Kansas City with Patty Mahomes is just going to be too much. Hey, I wouldn't mind
3: seeing the Titans. Titans. Their last Super Bowl, they lost
0: by a a yard, right?
1: I don't know y'all. That Green Bay defense, man, they can play play tough as nails, man.
0: Tennessee against Kansas City in the regular season was great. Tennessee did win at home. Uh Um, But but this is going to be— Talk about— Taking advantage of what you get, like Ryan Tannehill coming in and just you know just slinging it and doing what he can do. I will say this about Tannehill: when he was in Miami, he wasn't a bad quarterback. They were just a bad team, right? And he he also had injuries on top of that. But I always thought he was he was a capable guy. But it you also know.
1: helps when you have a monster who ran for over twelve thousand yards in his high school career running the stinking football. But that's just I'm just saying. That's yeah. a real thing, by the way. Right.
0: Understand. 12, so the wild the wild,
3: the wild card was crazy. The Texans come back from sixteen point deficit against the Bills. Who the Bills came out on fire. They did. Like Josh Allen was yeah. looking great. First drive was amazing. And then and then the next and week they blow the twenty four point lead. Uh, yeah. Houston fans so. Houston fans. Yeah, I was Back about to forward. say,
1: man, the Chiefs the, the Chiefs look dead in the water because like you said, same thing with the Bills game. You know, the Bills come out, they're hot, they're on fire, they're just attacking from all cylinders. Same thing that happened yesterday.
3: Is this the best comeback in history? It's got we're not talking about the Patriots and Falcons. Man, Is that better? Only because it's in the Super Bowl, but man, you gotta
1: put that game up there.
3: It's gotta yeah. be just forty-one. Was that forty-one unanswered?
1: Forty-one unanswered points.
0: That's crazy. It was. It was it they was ran crazy. out of fireworks. it, it yes. really was. It was forty-one. To, at one point, it was. It, they, it was forty-one to twenty-four, and then Houston did score that touchdown. They got thirty-one points, but yeah. to drop fifty-one points after really being down twenty-four nothing is yes. just unheard of. Yeah, Not I, only that, uh, but I they changed the came, channel.
1: They came back within the half. I know. They didn't just. And it, they didn't use the entire game in the stinking half. So they
0: First half, every was, drive in the quarter in the. They had
1: to. I think Mahomes
0: had like minutes. three touchdown passes in three minutes or something yeah, was, with the block. They had a blocked punt and a yeah. uh, the, uh, special to the, was on the punt return or the kick returner dropped or mm-hmm. fumbled the football. So yeah. it was absolutely crazy. Man. Um, yeah. Next next weekend with these AFC AFC championship when well, NFC championship games are gonna be really fun. I, I'm looking forward to the Packers Niners. Don't forget about the team
3: that I thought was gonna win the Super Bowl this season. The Saints lose to the Vikings again. They <laughs> what? just what what the do Saints, they need? What do what more do the Saints
0: need? The NFL to stop
3: us from them over. They have so many weapons.
0: I I don't. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely that last play of the game where Kyle Roth did have an arm push off. Uh It's ticky tacky. It's not blatant like it was last year with the Rams. But yeah, Tanner, I'm with you. I thought the Saints, and I still do think today, it's been their time for the past three seasons. On paper, I still think the Saints are. The, either the best or, or the second best team in NFC over Easily. the Packers, I think. And it yeah. just sucks the Vikings. How many more years more. does
2: Drew Brees have? Now, that's
0: he's a good got question. Couple more seasons. Yeah. I think yeah, he's going to come back and play. Like two. Oh, yeah. He's I still at, at a crazy two. level. Two. He's playing really well at a great level. Yeah, he
1: is. He's he's playing at a very high level. He's still got another two, three seasons left, in not he? Yeah. All right, let's Go talk ahead.
0: about some Sixers here, guys, real quick. Uh, let's start with Embiid's injury. Obviously, terrible. You need to. That that was dirty, nasty, really, really nasty, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. Finger was not in the right spot to say the least, but (laughs) it didn't look great. um, That is
3: blasphemous. With him out
0: and Simmons having no improvement offensively, um, Harris and Horford, in my opinion, contracts for them that that's showing up nowadays. You know, we were all skeptical in in the beginning of the season, and now that we've had a bigger sample size of games, I just feel like those contracts that we signed them to were ridiculously. Over overpriced,
1: or do we start looking at the man who's coaching them? Again, let's be honest here. Um, why is it that Ben Simmons still isn't shooting? Why is it
0: that defense are he, still disrespect? He took the
3: responsibility. Brett Brown said it was it was on him. He okay. did take
0: the responsibility, but Guess he has what? to do something about it. That, mm-hmm. that, he really has to. Boom. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right
1: there. Yes, do something about it. That's one thing to take responsibility. The one thing Andy Reid used to piss me off with, every single dog on press conference when we would lose, what was his main saying? I got to do a better job. Well, dog going to do a better (laughs) job then.
3: Then stop talking about it.
1: Stop talking about it and actually do it. That's the part that's irritating
3: me. Is Ben three for three? Did he miss one yet? I don't think so. Okay. I
1: don't think he's missed the three shots, the three three three-point shots that he's
3: taking. Maybe he just doesn't think it's necessary.
1: But even still, they're even disrespecting him inside the 3.9. I see him getting open. Right.
3: It like,
0: messes up our entire offensive flow. I mean, listen, every possession is what we see. We see Simmons come down with the ball, passes it to the wing, and then he goes and stands under the basket. He looks yeah. for a tip-in. He looks for a lob pass. I mean, I, granted, his defense has been off the charts. His steals, his deflections, um, his, his defense as a it's whole stupid. has been great. But the fact that he, on offense, especially crucial moments of the game, we're talking the last like two, three minutes of the game, we're basically playing five on four out there. Because he's not going to shoot the basketball. No. Right? He's just not going to do it. I can look uh, at multiple games. The Miami game, the Orlando game, a couple weeks back in Miami, in Orlando. The games like that, it was just crucial for him to be a playmaker. He's supposed to be a star on this team, and he just is not improving at all. And it's very frustrating. I'm getting tired of us – Looking like idiots, saying
3: "just wait until Ben gets that gets that shot down; he'll oh, be the greatest." Now you sound and, like an idiot. <laughs> I've been calling not,
1: you an idiot since last summer. Every single time you sent me a dog on video,
3: it's just—it was not my good fault. In the, in the, uh, he's looking great
0: in the summer. I am in the summer, and then he's
3: shooting that he's making the threes, and then he come to the regular season. He's only shot it three times against. We really, teams that weren't that great. we really don't have great
0: shooting uh, either. I mean, listen, Cork came back. I know we were all sitting on the set here when I told you guys that why in the world that we bring back Cork Maz? I know he could shoot. That's about all he can do. And listen, when you can't play defense in this league, we, we saw what happened to J.J. Redick. I know Redick is a better shooter than Cork and definitely a veteran, much older. But listen, you just can't win with guys like that if they're in your starting lineup. You know, Cork Maz off the bench has just been horrible over the last couple of, ha- of seasons. You got guys on this bench like Shake Milton, uh, that Howie uh, Neto, Corkmaz, James Ennis, like just a bunch of Trey Burke, Jonah Bolden, like guys like we don't have one of those guys coming off the bench that are difference makers. You know, it's, it, we rely so heavily on our starting lineup. And again, I'm going to point at Elton Brand here because we we got Horford, who's a center. He's a, he's just a center. He's not a power forward. And we got mm-hmm. Embiid, who's a center. The way he constructed this team, Tobias Harris, who's a nice player, but for five years, 180 million dollars. I think we all
1: I think we all said that Tobias Harris got overpaid considering the type of player. Josh
0: Richardson is the only guy with his contract and his position and his skill set that you plug in there and say, Okay, solid starter, solid role player. Still he's not performing as to what he should be. He's He's not not supposed to be that super he's not supposed to be a star. Not not, every single game. He's good defensively, he can shoot it a little bit, he can get to the foul line, drive, play solid defense. Right? That's a good guy to have on your basketball team. And he's injured. Most most of the time, he's he he's had a little injury injured. earlier on in the season, but not to the point where it's injury prone yet. Right, and
1: I got another issue. Why in the world do we play so well at home, but then we I, I, then we play like a pile of <laughs> out on the road?
0: I know, I, I don't get it either. And listen, the other night we played Dallas on the road. Yeah, was a good team. They are good, but they had no Porzingis. I, right. I know that was my
1: big thing. No yeah. Porzingis. So the, really, the main person you really have to worry about is Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. So and he
0: didn't even he didn't have his best game. No, you know, and, and we still weren't able to capitalize off of that. And I don't really know. I'm sitting here, you know, trying to enjoy the break. Obviously, watching these games, relaxing, right. and I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, I'm, if I'm the coach, if I'm the GM, I'm just a fan sitting what, there. But what do I do, or how do I get this team better? What happened to this Christmas Day team?
1: That team looked
0: dominant. Ever since
3: dominant. just I downhill. Know, mm-hmm.
1: I do not know what kind of team I was watching Amazing.
3: on Christmas Day. It was a great— They're well, making every They shot. started to lose the lead at the end. I was thinking, yeah. this here comes the old Sixers again.
2: They're going to uh,
0: blow the lead, but they yeah. were able to hang on. Max. Yep.
2: Okay. Tell me if I'm crazy, but— You are. I don't—yes. I don't see the Sixers ever winning anything with Ben Simmons.
3: Why would you say that, Chris?
0: Listen, I don't believe. Chris, him. I understand. I don't. Believe I think him. I don't. I don't agree with that because I think if you were to change the players that he has around him, right, you can have Simmons on your team, but the the, the players that you have around him and their skill set matter, right? I don't. Yeah, and having him. them beaten Horford,
2: I don't believe in them.
0: <laughs> you listen. If you're gonna have you have, and this again, see, this goes back to coaching. If you have I mean, the roster the- that you have and the starters that you have, you have to use the twin towers that you have inside to your advantage. Right? You can't play the t- traditional four-out one big in. Right, but Use that size to your advantage. Maybe try something outside the box during these regular season games against the Cavs, against the Magic, where games that, okay, regular season, they probably don't matter that much. I, I mean, try it, and even if you don't play well or it's not successful, you're still playing a weaker opponent. Right? right, Try two guys inside. Try three out. Two in, three out. Right, Maybe that works out. Maybe you get more offensive rebounds, kick back out. Um, at the trade deadline, has, something has to happen if we want to. I mean, listen, this literally right now. Look what Start we're doing. With, yes. We're like the 5-6 seed in the east.
1: And then once again, if Ben Simmons still refuses to shoot, like you were suggesting, 3 out and 2 in, shoot, put five put all five of them outside the perimeter. One on one with Ben Simmons. You gotta do something Simmons.
0: different. You have to.
1: Just try something different. I'm sick and tired of coaches throughout all sports just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. That's insanity.
0: Maybe you have Simmons inside, everybody else out on the perimeter. I don't know, right. but you got to make something, some changes. Ben Simmons
1: is a walking mismatch. The so utilize his size.
0: The the three guys of Horford and Embiid and Simmons on the same team together are just it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Look, look at Horford the last couple games with Embiid out. He's been great. He's been back to his normal self inside the post up player. Ridiculous. But when he's standing out on the perimeter shooting threes. That's not his role. Right. I mean, listen, back when right. he was good in his prime, back a few years ago, especially with Atlanta Hawks, like we remember, he he was a dominant post player. And he had Paul Millsap in Atlanta, who complimented him well because he was a stretch four. Right? And I think now that he's kind of playing a different role. And he, he's these guys have come out and said it this year. Multiple guys. Simmons has come out. Tobias Harris has come out. They're all speaking their minds. But they're saying it to the media. Are they saying it to each other in the locker room? Are they, like, right. are they having any yeah. conversations?
1: All right, that's what I'm saying. Man. What the hell and is going on?
0: T, what you were saying about our performance away, we're 7-13 and away. It's an issue. 18-2 and two at home. It's
1: an
3: issue.
0: The be- You don't look at anyone on this bench, I mean, with the exception of Matisse Dibble, like Mike Scott, he's he's been okay. Pell having to play more minutes now with Embiid hurt. But the guards on this team coming off the bench – I mean Trey Burke. I guess you can call him a bright spot for what he's done and what you've what you've expected out of him. But other than that, I tell you what, James Ennis. Change. I guess you can say James Ennis has been decent. But when I'm talking about a team like the Pacers a few years back, when you had Malcolm Brogdon come off the bench as a sixth man, like that dude is going to come out and ball out. You know, right. not every team has that. and we, we just have. To, I wish we were able to find somebody like that. Kyle O'Quinn, another guy that you haven't heard much of. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, he's not not much as expected of him. But when you well, have six guys that you're playing a ton of minutes, it's hard every night in and night out when you can't have ten guys playing or nine guys playing.
3: Quinn needs to pick it up now that Embiid's out. But yeah. I haven't been watching much basketball since the, the past weeks. It's been football for me. Um, what about Mike Scott? How's he been? How's he been performing? Uh,
0: okay, he's been okay. Shooting thirty four percent from three. He's shooting eighty four percent from the line, forty one percent overall. He's played. He's played forty games this season. He's 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 not been playing poorly, but he's not the difference maker you want off your bench. Right? right? He's like one of those guys where okay, let just let shoot the three. Right.
1: Good, good seven eighth rotational guy. But exactly. You, we still
0: lack that six man. That we you still lack like that Lou Williams. Like yes, that Lou Williams right. type. We lack that six man type of player.
3: And that'll that'll help us get over the top because listen, right now we're tenth overall. we the the sky hasn't fallen. We're no. at, we're, we're not done. We oh. just need. That one
0: player that's really gonna put us over. Brett Brown is gonna need to pick things up this second half of the season and into the playoffs. I'm hearing Covington a lot. Yeah. I'm hearing his name again. A lot. I don't but know not, another name. I'm looking at this list of names here. I if you if you plug in uh, Covington, Coving- that's not, it's not gonna a, do much. It's right. another name. It's right. just he's, like so something so something big needs you to. You gotta make a trade is what right. you gotta do.
1: He's not that big score that you need to come off the bench. That that energy guy. That guy that you know that's gonna get right. you. Fifteen plus you, you points. Signed every night. A,
0: the, for example, a couple years back, when we got Bellinelli at the trade deadline, Ilya Sova at the trade deadline. Those are the guys you go out and get when yes. you're like making yeah. a run. All right, just put some When I'm looking at in. this, if we go out and get the same type of players, we still have the same problem. Right. I mean, those guys are going to add in the same. Uh, okay, bench depth, but we need we need to make a trade. That's the only way I can see ourselves out of this. Yes, got to shed the south, south salary. Right. Horford's 33, going to be 34 years old. If we we were, th- I was hearing rumors maybe a CJ McCollum deal with Horford and a first rounder, send him out to Portland and get McCollum in here, and then and then you look at Horford on the screen, and you're like, okay, or excuse me, look at McCollum on the screen, and you're like, okay, there's a difference maker, you yeah, know? Yeah, This all goes back yeah. on this sheet of paper I wrote down one name. Guess what the name was? Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. It all goes back to oh Jimmy Butler. You know, we go. If we had Jimmy Butler. And we didn't, you know, piss him off to the point where he wanted to leave. And we just gave him the max. Shut I know he's out. a little bit older. What is he? Twenty nine in a five year contract. He's gonna be player. He's exactly what Philly needs. He's like fifth in the MVP race, race right, right now. See, he's yeah. fifth in the MVP race. If you look at Jimmy Butler, put him on here instead of Al Horford. Yeah, I mean that is a big yeah. time difference. It was either you, Jimmy Butler look, or Tobias though at the time. When, so when, you, when you look, rather, at, yeah. uh, listen, I didn't yeah. Obviously, you take Jimmy Butler, but okay, put Jimmy Butler in over Tobias Harris, and if. you... Two things here would have shaped this whole season differently to this point. If we use the 107 mil we spent on Horford with some other free agent, some other option, and instead of pick, we picked Tobias, we picked Jimmy Butler. So we have whatever player you buy with instead of Al Horford, and you have Jimmy Butler over Harris, look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at look at how much different maybe you re JJ Reddick. So so we would have almost the same team, except you won't have who was the who was that fifth star? It was last year. It was Redick, Simmons, Tobias. Tobias, Butler, and Embiid, yeah, so you don't have to buy it, so you just have to find somebody else. But say you bring back Simmons, you bring back Reddick, you bring back, you obviously still have Embiid, and you get Butler in there. You just and, and instead of using the Horford money on on Horford, you use it on somebody else, right? Look where you're at, cool. okay. you know, you're in a much better spot. Maybe you spend l- on less than 107 million on somebody else, and you can get a, a better bench piece like that. A good six man, but it's just, all this all goes back to
1: that. Elton Bryant has to take some heat here, too. But you also have still have a 6'10 point guard who refuses to shoot and take advantage of the space that defenses are giving him. It's a problem. It doesn't matter what player that you trade, what player that you put instead of this player. don't matter. You still have a 6'10 point guard that refuses to stretch the
0: court. And that wasn't, uh, you know as big of a bright spot last season when you had Butler down the stretch you can just get the ball too it's like okay right. we didn't need, we, we can send Simmons down there to get those offensive rebounds and tip-ins because he had Butler you know he you know he was taking the shots but it literally this season it's been frustrating and obviously there needs to be changes maybe we can't go back and redo what's already been done you yeah. can't just go back and get Butler but I hope that Elton Brand makes some changes and you know maybe Brett Brown needs to go yeah, he do. Let's, let's, Chris. I know you've been waiting on the fills. No,
2: I, well, yeah, but no, I was, I was, was going to bring up the fact that if you look at Tobias's contract side by side with Jimmy's, it's not that different. It's literally when you look at the year by year, Tobias
0: and Butler. You mean? Yeah. But look at the, yeah, look, at the look at the look at this. No, you did. You said that. Okay. But look at the skill set of each player. Oh yeah, no, no, that's exactly. It. You,
2: literally, when you look at the AAV side by side. Butler's making literally four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars more
0: part of which the reason could not have been a lot of money. <laughs> part of the reason could have been butler we don't know what happened behind closed doors but part of the reason could be butler just didn't want to be here right yeah
2: apparently he had a thing but when he got he, here
0: it was like okay here I am maybe I could resign and we were all hoping he would but right, right. obviously he
3: doesn't before we end the show let's talk about this uh this game that's going on tonight. LSU versus
0: Clemson. Oh, it's going to be a great one. I can't wait. It's been exciting. Tigers
3: for it. versus Tigers.
0: A couple of great teams. Uh, they've been both in them powerhouses all season long. I know Clemson's schedule in the regular season was a little bit weaker yeah. than LSU, obviously. I'll tell you what,
1: Joe, Joe Burrow's really been smelling himself, oh. and he better humble himself.
3: Is he the winner and future first overall pick? Because he's got a six foot six
1: monster that he has to go up against. And let me tell you something Trevor Lawrence is not something to scoff at. No.
0: But but listen, Joe Burrow's just been unstoppable season this season. stats for Joe Burrow,
3: 5,208 yards, 55 touchdowns, and 6 interse- interceptions. I mean, it's sick.
0: Let's, it's go to, sick uh, let's go to Trevor,
3: 3,431 yards, 36
0: touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Both of these teams we know it's hard, are deserving to be here. Yep. The, the defenses are really solid. Their quarterbacks are both great. They're both going to be NFL pros. No doubt. And the offensive talent, the two running backs for these teams, Travis Etienne, for Clemson especially, I mean, there, it's going to be a great yeah. game, and, and it really is a toss-up. I think obviously LSU's favorite in Vegas, but I right. wouldn't be surprised if Clemson win this, wins this game. Definitely, yeah. LSU's got
3: uh, is that their tight end Moss.
0: Moss for LSU, yeah.
3: and then yeah, and then uh, Jefferson, who is in mock draft, going to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm just going to say career stats wise, Lawrence. You know, this is only his second year. He's got 66 touchdowns and 12 interceptions with 6,711 yards. And then Burrow, off all, all four years, you know, he didn't start the first two years. Mm-hmm. He was in Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. And then... um Ohio State, yeah, and yeah. then he transferred. So he has just 73, not just, but 73 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and 8,389 yards. So Trevor will be better than... um than Burrow when when
0: he's done with his four years. Do you think this player? game's gonna be I and mean, we, we, we saw last year with, you know, Clemson and Alabama how it just. All, I don't know if you guys remember specific all plays, but early it just, on it was at pick yeah. six from Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just automatically yeah. Clemson was up by like twenty eight points. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting maybe something like LSU, Ohio, or excuse me, Clemson, Ohio State, where it was like 28? You know, I where think are you gonna be close?
1: It's going to be an offensive out. juggernaut. Do you think it's yeah. going
0: to be like fifties? Are we talking?
1: Oh yeah, forties, fifties. It's going to be a highest scoring game.
0: I, Both teams? I would.
1: I don't know what the. I don't know what the over under line is, but I would definitely take the over. Whatever points is. I think yeah.
3: Burrow is going to have. The most rushing yards on on LSU. For the wow, game. I think he's going to have the okay. most rushing yards. I think I, think I, I think think
0: could get a rushing touchdown tonight. I think um, I, I feel like if I had to predict the score, I'd say it has to get up into the forties. I'll say LSU puts up like say forty four. I'll say Clemson puts up like thirty two. LSU's got Clyde Edwards right, running yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. he's okay. he's great. He's an NFL he type great. back, big time player. Definitely. All right. Before we go, I just want to say, anything we missed. I know we missed the Phillies. We had so much to squeeze into one hour, yeah. couldn't do it. Um, next week, though, we'll be back. Talk a little Phillies and our offseason moves, signing D.D. Gregorio, signing Zach Wheeler. Um, we'll talk about uh, more in depth the the Eagles' offseason and maybe some draft options of who we want to pick it's coming a bunch up. Of low life. <laughs> um, also, talk, touch on the Sixers. Another week coming up for sign them. Sign and
2: J. T. Realmuto. There you go. Please God, definitely sign J. T. Realmuto.
0: So, anything we miss, we'll definitely get it get it to you guys next week. All
1: right. You guys missed any of this episode You can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com We are available on all major download platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more We back So keep tuning in Keep listening Keep downloading we Appreciate the support Keep spreading the word Oh yeah Chris, you need to shave I do
2: <laughs> Let's go You piece of Swiss cheese
0: You understand what I'm saying to you?
2: That is blasphemous. It's about
1: damn time. But they are who we thought they were. Boots to asses.